Learn how to build your faith on God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many people enjoyed gaining momentum? I have not recovered and I won't recover. Hallelujah. It was such an awesome conference. Such an awesome conference. It's the best way to start our year. I want to encourage everyone, please get the messages. The best way for these things to sink in is for you to hear it over and over again. So get the messages. Listen to them again. It will um, have the desired effect. And I want to especially appreciate all the members of the workforce. I know, yes. Please, can you help me put your hands together for all the members of the workforce? Yes, so well done. I appreciate you for the efforts and work you put in for this five and six days meeting that we had. Hallelujah. All right. So um, my message I preached during Getting Momentum, I was talking about God's presence, how that everything we need is already in God, and God is with us. Praise God. God is with us. And when you carry God's presence, all of heaven's resources are available to you. Everything that heaven has to offer is available to you when you carry God's presence. Because wherever the head is, is the headquarters. Hallelujah. Wherever the head is, the headquarters. If God is with you and in you, all of heaven's resources... Available to you. Glory to God. So, in 2021, one of the things that will help you, because you see, when we're talking about God's presence being with us, you must understand that guarantees our safety. The Bible never said that you won't have trouble in this life. Listen, guys, that's why I'm trying to encourage people that have made themselves semi-permanent online members to go to church or come to church, except those that really have a strong reason why they cannot be physically in a church. Maybe um, they live abroad or whatever. But if you are really around, start, see, don't suspend your life for COVID. Oh, no, no, not because it's not dangerous and not because it's not real. That's not the point. The point is that there will be more trouble. If you want to start running now, it's too early. They've made this just first release. And you want to suspend your life? No, go ahead with your life. Oh, no. That's the biggest trick of the devil. Some people have not been to church in one year. You think after you stay away from church in one year, you'll be able to come back to church. Satan will keep making it comfortable for you. Don't suspend your life. There will be trouble. We are approaching the end times. I've always promised to you. I don't know what they will fulfill that promise. But we will do a proper teaching on the end times. I wish I could read it. It's Matthew 24. They said there will be pestilence. They are in second wave and you have gone to lock up. Ah. What will you do when third wave come? These problems are here to stay. They say earthquake will come and meet COVID. Earthquake. By that time, you will forget social distance. You will, the earthquake will pack all of us to one place. Ah, look at this here now. For nations shall rise against them, kingdom against them, and there shall be famines. That one don't really happen. And pestilences. That's all these things. Viruses that will kill people. And earthquakes. So you see that one, you are still dodging your covering mask. Earthquake. These are things that will happen. They are all part of the program. Shouldn't make you suspend. Don't suspend like I'm waiting for COVID to end. Ah, they've already tricked you. They've already tricked you. There's no day online church will be like physical church. It never happen. It's great as an advantage when you don't have an option, but when you do have an option, please come to church. Just obey protocol. Don't hug anybody. Don't get anybody. Wear your mask. The people dying. It's not church. They got it. It's, things that, it's a spiritual thing too. It's part of a program. So some people say they're in their house and the thing comes there. They didn't go out self. Haven't you seen families where the people that are going out are well? The person that is very careful and not going out is one that is in hospital. Some campaigners of COVID stay at home COVID. They are, they've gone to hospital. I'm not saying you should not be careful. Of course, you see, we're trying to obey a protocol here too. So, I'm just trying to say, look, this is a, there's a, there's a, it will keep on unfolding the new 
programs. You can't start suspending your life too early. You never even start the real hard end times on. Somebody gets what I'm saying. If you want to marry, marry. Don't wait for COVID to finish you. Marry. If you want to do party, you can do party after. If earthquake doesn't scatter, do party. But marry. Continue your life. I'm just trying to say, continue your life. Don't, many people are suspending that we'll go wait to make everything end. No! It's not going to happen. That I'm going to tell you. There will be chaos. At the times they gave the prophecy for the end time, some of the things they said then didn't make sense. They said, you, you can't, uh, when, when the world ends and the Antichrist comes, you can't buy or sell without taking the mark. That time, people were laughing. How can it even make sense? There was even no transport that time. How can you monitor somebody in Africa that didn't buy? Today, those prophecies are clear that they will do it. That it will be monitored. Because now they're telling us, and I enjoy it to this one. Meaning that they can track your whole destiny. It didn't make sense when they wrote those prophecies. Is somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? So don't suspend your life. Don't, don't stay at home that COVID will end. We all know that online church can be the same as physical church. God wants you to be, to be together. Okay, so being in God's presence, you know, I, and I don't mean, God's presence is not just church. God is with you as a person, as a believer, you know. But when you are mindful of that presence, see Psalm 91. He said, he that, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. They're talking about presence of God. See, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under what? The shadow of the Almighty. That means they're going to abide under the covering of God. So, see, the trouble of this life is not going to stop. It's just that it won't hit you because you're under the covering of God. But the rain is not going to stop. God is just providing you an umbrella. I don't know if somebody got what I'm saying. Oh, the rain is not going to stop. It will keep raining. All God is doing is providing an umbrella so that you won't get drenched. But that the world, the, this world will get more peaceful than this. Nah. It's not going to happen. That's why you must be of good cheer. You must be strong in your heart. You can't, your heart can't be fainting. Glory to God. In the same time, I'm, I'm quoting. That same psalm. They said, when you are under covering, it won't come near you. But they said, a thousand shall fall out your side. 10,000 at your right hand. Is that not what's happening in Lagos now? With the death rate. Are you looking at the death rate? Is the 1,000 of on my side? Is 10,000 of on my right hand side? It's there. It's there already long ago. But he said, it will not come near you. That's the one God can promise you. God can't tell you he's going to stop a 1,000 from falling on your side. He can't do that. But he said, it won't come near you. That's the one I can guarantee. If you are ready, if you plug into it, it won't come near you. But what happened 10,000 will fall? Go and check. They, they put the update every day now. Global one is even worse. They put the updates every day. Their months, they've re, re, um, re, recorded thousands, 40,000, dead. I'm wondering, this, are they real human beings or is it fly? They are counting. But it's scriptural. It's scriptural. It's here. It's a thousand shall fall at your side. You know what? A thousand people is to fall. They now say, 10,000. Picture 10,000 people fall. What can kill 10,000 people? Is it, is it slap? Is it gunshot? Anything killing 10,000, it must be a very strong thing. 1,000. 10,000. If you see that kind of thing, won't you panic? They say, "Mm -mm, don't panic. It won't come near you. So locking yourself at home is not a solution, man. 10,000 will still die. Whether or not you lock yourself at home, you are just going to miss out on the benefits of being in church. And the more you get used to it, the more difficult it will be to come out. Satan will rob you. I'm a pastor. I can tell you many people that have lost their spiritual lives in this lockdown. Totally lost their spirituality. Some totally mad, complete. So, let's, let's be conscious of God's presence. Part of the things you need in this year is divine direction. God needs to order your steps. You see... Businesses will go through things. I understand that. Your advantage as a believer is not just research. Because anybody can research. Anybody can research. Your advantage as a believer, as the economic climate is changing or uncertain, your advantage as a believer is whether you can hear God and be guided by God. That is your advantage. Not just master class, because anybody can attend the master class. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. 
And this doesn't mean you should not learn. Of course, you should be learning what's happening in your industry. And all. You, should be, you should get the natural knowledge. But your advantage, what I'm saying is that your advantage over every other person getting that natural knowledge is that you have access to God's wisdom. You can't do 2021 without hearing God. The economic climate is uncertain. Your advantage is, Lord, what are you saying I should do? It might not be what everybody needs to do. It might not be what everybody is doing. What should I do? And God will minister to your heart. Say, slow down operations. Or increase operations. Or stop this one. Start that one. Adjust this one. He will inspire you. And that will be your secret to succeeding. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? As the times get more difficult... It will be a time to differentiate between those that are really working with God and those that are not. I don't pity anybody in these times that doesn't know God. You can have everything going, but you can still run mad with the kind of problems and uncertainties that exist. Are you here, somebody? Build your sensitivity. What is God saying to you? Concerning your family life, concerning your business, concerning your career. Don't just uproot yourself out of Nigeria. I know many people are traveling all over the place. I understand. I totally understand. Even me, I like Canada too. But please don't just uproot yourself. Pray. Let God guide you. Be sure that this is what God wants you to do. If you're a believer, see, there's so much attached to your destiny. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian, you're a born-again Christian, there's so much attached to your destiny. Don't just follow green pastures. Isaac tried it in the Bible. There was famine in the land and he wanted to move to Egypt. Egypt was the Canada of that time. And God told him, stay in this land. Hallelujah. I had some of my sons. I don't know if I have time to read some of our discussions. He was telling me that, oh, you know, because I, I um, we were talking last year. And he said, let me see if I can read some of the statements. It will be nice. The point is that, look, things might look tough, but God can still make a way for you. The key is that you must be paying attention to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Pay attention. The Bible said you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. First John 2.20. Say you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. See what I'm saying? He said, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know what? What do they mean? They mean that potentially the things that concern your life, you have access to it. It's like it's stored. Not that you, your mind doesn't know it now. But the things you need to do in 2021, they are stored. You have access because you have God. I don't know if you understand what that scripture is saying. This scripture doesn't mean you know everything in this whole world. No, you don't. Of course you don't. But if it's things that concern your life, your next move, your 2021, they said that information is available in a hard drive or, or whatever for you. In a storage for you. You can access it potentially as a believer. The Bible also says that no man knows the things of a man save the spirit of that man that is in him. Meaning that your spirit actually knows what you should do. Your spirit has access to it. He said, for what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of that man which is inside him. So as believers, we don't actually hear from outside, we hear from inside. Because the spirit is inside us. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. The reason why many Christians don't think they can hear God or they never hear God, they are, they are trying to hear from their physical ear. They are saying, I want God to speak to me. And when they say that, they are doing like this. No. God is a spirit. So he doesn't speak to your physical ears primarily. He can, but that's not the principal way he speaks to us. He speaks to your spirit. So when you are looking for direction, it's down here you look, not here. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. We hear from within, not from without. We hear from where? Within. He said, no man knows the things of a man save the spirit of that man which is inside him. Inside him. Don't let home video deceive you. Cotton must not be shaking when God is coming to you. No, no, no. He will speak to you in your heart. Sometimes it might look like just a suggestion. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Those of you that came for gaining momentum, you know the story I shared about the small chops that I ate. December 26th, I woke up 
desiring small chops. And I said, I want to eat small chops today. I told my wife, that, ah, I would like to eat small chops today. And I didn't just want to buy, most of, many shops are not open, it's December 26th holiday. And I didn't even just want to buy the commercial type that they just put in nylon. Sometimes those things I've said for many days, they're just refrying it. And it's just commercially made. I didn't want, I wanted homemade, something really nice. And December 26th, where would I get it from? I didn't want to start calling everybody I know to be asking if they have small chops. So, sister, I'll go. When I get small chops. Say no, say I just ask, I just check. Wouldn't that be weird if I start calling everybody? So I knew physically, mentally, I didn't have a roadmap to getting what I desired, but I knew what I desired. Later in the evening, I went to see my parents-in-law. After seeing them, it was in the night, literally night. We wanted to come back to Ireland for an appointment, but we couldn't make it again because it was late. So my wife just suggested in passing, let's go and see my sister. Let's just pass by. It's near, not, it's not far from where we, we went, so let's just visit them. Pass by, drop by. And we dropped by there. And when we landed, guess what they were doing? They were just preparing small chops. It was fresh. <laughs> you can't be asking if I ate now. I ate there and I took takeaway. I behaved like other Lagos guests. <laughs> I eat and I take takeaway for the road and for the next day. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's the point I'm trying to make? I'm trying to say this. Listen. The Bible said the Lord will order your steps. Some things will look like a coincidence this year. But you will land at the right place at the right time. Yeah. It will even be, you won't even have planned to go there. That won't be in your, in your journey. That won't be in your plans. But you will just land somewhere where you will meet the right contact. Where you will get the right information. Where you will see the right opportunity. That's what I'm trying to say. That God doesn't always lead you by telling you. That my son, 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 go to your sister-in-law's place, please, please. Thou shalt see small chops, chops, chops. Thou shalt eat it. That's not what God did. God doesn't always do that. Sometimes he orders your steps. That means he just takes you somewhere. Some of You see, I was looking for small chops, but there were small chops very close to me. Um, with my own head, I could never have found it. But God ordered my steps. So what you're looking for, eh? It's not far. It's not far. What you will need this year is some of those chance meetings. You will enter the right places. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You have been praying for a husband or a wife for a long time. You will just be passing somewhere and enter one shop. You don't even know why you entered the shop. They ask you what you want to buy. You say, I don't even know. I don't even have my purse with me. I don't even know why I entered this shop. It's because Mr. Man is in the shop. And he will see you. Hallelujah. You will make one important business meeting. I'm telling you. Because many people don't know when God is speaking. They are thinking he's going to come from here. I've told you, he doesn't, he doesn't speak from here. If God speaks from here, even you go fear. You're just going on the road, driving, you're just going, you go, you go jump person now. God doesn't speak like that. It will even scare you. <laughs> Hallelujah. He does, but that's not the principal way. He, he sometimes just, he, when my wife said, let's go to your side, it looked like she was making a, a common sense suggestion, a simple suggestion. But that was God ordering those steps. I'm praying for you, 2021. God will order your steps in the name of Jesus. Some chance places you will go, some chance things you will do, they will bring profound results for you in the name of Jesus. So, let God guide you in 2021. Your spirit man already has access to this information. So, see what this guy said. It's my, there's a couple, a young couple, a very young couple. He says, um, we had to move to our hometown to pursue some opportunities. Because, you know, during lockdown, we didn't see them. But when church resumed, they were, were now gisting. They said they had to move back to their state. Now, most people in Lagos, they move abroad from here. But they, what they got led to do was to move back to their home state. Say, we had some opportunities in Delta State and we had to go and pursue them. Say, we're doing very good and all that. He says, it's been, it's been a great year. He says, it's been, it's been great, really. It's been our best year so far. They said 2020 that everybody was complaining was their best year so far. You see, it doesn't matter what was going on around. God can keep his promise to you as an individual. He said, it's been our best year so far in more ways than one. He said, he said, there's something you say all the time. He was referring to me. There's something Pastor K says all the time 
about everyone that wants to migrate to Canada or wherever else. He said that hope people are not just moving because everyone else is moving. He said, so we really thought through and prayed hard about it. And we truly had peace about the matter and we went for it. And it's just been the hand of God. What they were led to do was to go back to their home state, Delta State, to pursue some opportunities. And, and they are doing well. Somebody said, Pastor, how do you know? Oh, very simple. These people, they, during the lockdown, they sent me 350K. During the lockdown. If somebody sent you 350K during lockdown, it's doing okay. Mm, it's doing okay. They might not be billionaires, but they are, they are not suffering. In pandemic, oh, they sent me three weeks in pandemic. I suppose wonder, oh, how do pastors make their money? Church members are poor. Pastors are rich. I don't know which church you're attending. My own church, oh, my church members are rich, oh. I don't know what church you are talking about. How do pastors make their money? Is when when we bless spiritual people. That's what the Bible says. That when we minister to you spiritual things, the people also minister to us carnal things. It's in scriptural principle. It's not me. I'm not the one that wrote it, and it's not by force. When you are blessed, you know you are blessed. I don't have to come and tell you that you are blessed now. You too, you know. I didn't ask that couple. They just wired me 350k. In pandemic. Are you here, somebody? That's how pastors survive. It's not because some people, you know some people really genuinely, they think that as everybody here give their friend a titan, they will come put in my boot. <laughs> You're a spiritual load though if you think so. You know, genuinely, that's what some people think that that your church is a business. I said, but you get off in a tight, you don't put in pastor's boots. <laughs> what? That would have been nice. Trust me. <laughs> I would be glad if that was okay, but that's not how it happens. No, not at all. The principle is that as we bless people, they bless us back. And it's not every pastor that is rich. There are many poor pastors. If you're pastoring billionaires, you have no choice but a billionaire. If you're pastoring poor people and they remain poor for a long time, you have no choice as a pastor. You'll be poor. There's nothing you can do about it. It confuses people because they look at five or six or ten very rich pastors and they think that's how all pastors are. Woo! <laughs> Not at all. They are poor footballers, though. You know, say footballer is a, football is a great career. Go, go ask people. They are very poor ones that can't buy boots. It depends on where you are playing, the level of skill you have. That's what happens. Level of impact you are making. If you are making impact in people's life, imagine, imagine if I have ten billionaires in my church. How, even if I, I want to be poor, I say my dream is to be poor. And those guys are really being blessed in church. Will I be poor if I try? I won't, I won't. Now, if I'm pastoring in the village, I have a pastor in my village, my own village. I have a pastor in my village. When I give him 10K, he's very happy. Because pastor in the village, the offering they give you is half yam. There's no way that guy is going to drive a Rolls Royce. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So let's 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 grow up. Nobody just uh, the church has your church has a board has accounting system have accountants that's how they work. They have their their offering tithe goes to the church. They have a way they, they use it. Doesn't come to my boots. <laughs> Even me, I give and I pay tithe because it's a spiritual principle. I want to be blessed as a person. You see, I want favor upon the work of my hands. Do you understand? There are people here that send me money monthly. It's automatic. It's already fixed in their bank. As they pay them the money, part of it comes to me. I, I, I didn't go and cajole them. I didn't go and convince them. That's God blessing what I do. Because you can have church members that are very wicked. I used to have some like that. They can be billionaires, but you, they will see that you, you need something. They will just be looking. So, pastor too needs favor. So, me too, I give and I tithe so that God blesses me. Since I've been doing ministry, nobody has dashed me money. People have sown. They've not dashed me money. There's a difference. Oh, there's a big difference. Since I, they bought me, I've not been going on the road and a total stranger that I've never known just say, excuse me, something just has to give you money. I've never happened to me. Most of what has happened is, oh, pastor. Once they put pastor, it means I've given some value. They've either been blessed by something I taught or a prayer I prayed. All the people that are giving me money is because I'm ministering to, nobody has dashed me money. I'm working. And the good thing about my job is that how good I look is depending on how good I'm doing my job. If everybody around me is broke and my anointing is not making anybody prosper, I'll be poor. Even if you don't like, I'll still be poor. And if my anointing is blessing people, I'll be rich. Whether you're hungry to next year. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So there are a lot of people that bless me with money. Even abroad, there are some people that give money monthly. 
dollars every month without fail. Not that, you know, when people give you money, you don't even have time to thank, thank you again because it's monthly. It's too regular for you to be thanking them every month. In dollars. Some of them, they don't even attend church, but they, they have been blessed by my teachings. So that's how we are blessed. The building project we just finished on the mainland. That we just, may I give, my pledge was 50 million. 50. I had to sell two of my cars to redeem the pledge. Cars that I wanted to sell for, you know, cars that I built. I designed cars for hub, as a hobby. So I brought them in to sell them. Big tires, you know how I do my cars. So I had to sell them to give all the money. Not one dime of the, of the sales went to me, went to the pledge. So I'm not just here, you know. Me too, I need favor. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, guys. I don't know what brought me to this story. What, what, what was I saying? I was talking about that couple. I don't forget what's in that. It's bring me to the story. <laughs> okay, I was talking about this couple. The fact that, um, the point that, that even in the pandemic, they were, they were led. You see, like I said, your advantage is hearing God. All research. God can say, adjust your whole business. It's not for you to be angry about how bad the year was. That this year messed up my plans. I had plans. You are still angry. Calm down. Forget what happened. I begin to ask God, what next? God can be telling you to move forward. Everybody's moving, everybody's moving backward. God will say, take steps. I'll be with you to walk. Your advantage is whether you can hear God. He has a way of anointing your skills. So follow his guidance. How do we sharpen our sensitivity? Because this year, I want to enter some places unknowingly and let it be a big place of blessing. I want to just post something I didn't plan to post. And somebody will just see it and say, I want, I want give me, can you supply this thing? I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, guys. That's our advantage as believers. God orders our steps. Glory to God. Okay. How do we sharpen our sensitivity to be able to hear God? Because it's inside. We already have the potential. We have, no man knows the things of a man save the spirit. Do you know Moses already knew inside him that he was going to re- re- um, deliver the children of Israel? He knew, but he didn't know the how. He knew the vision. And he was trying to do it manually. He tried to kill people. He tried to kill people physically to deliver them. And he had to run away. One of the biggest mistakes you shouldn't make this year and even for the rest of your life is to assume that because God says something, it will come to pass. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. A good chunk also depends on you. This year is our year that God will fill our mouth with laughter. It's not mandatory for everybody. God told Moses, my vision for you is to take Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. Did Moses make it? I can't hear you. You don't know Bible story. Did Moses make it? It was God's intention that I want you to take them to the promised land. Moses didn't make it. The children of Israel, did they make it? They didn't make it, if you don't know. They didn't make it. It was their children that made it. So, I'm just going to show you. See God's plan, oh? God's plan from day one. Moses, Moses. God appeared in burning bush. That's how bad it was. Say, Moses, Moses, Moses. How many times did I call you? Three times. Remove your slippers. You will go, 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 go to Israel, Israel, Egypt, Egypt. Deliver, deliver, deliver. My people, people, people. Burning bush that was burning and wasn't being consumed. And Moses didn't make it. Even the people he sent there didn't make it. Only Joshua and Caleb from those people were the ones that entered with the next generation. And the bad thing about God, not even bad thing, the strange thing, or not even strange, the anointing, not even annoying. The fearful thing, yes. As a better word, the fearful thing about God is that He has incredible patience. He's not in a hurry. He's in eternity. In eternity, there's no time. Nothing like late. You know what that means? That means if you mess up, you could just wait for you to go. That will happen to you of Israel. They didn't want to go in. They were making excuses. God said, God waited 40 years for them to die. I don't know if you are here at 40 or about 40. Imagine God waiting for 40 years. The only reason He's waiting is for you to pass so that He can continue His original plan with the next people. He's, he's, he's not, there's this time that your own time is finishing. His own time is not finishing. He has time. What he wants to do, he will still do it. If you don't hear what, go wait for the next person. So you better wake up so that you will do it in your, in your own time. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So you must be sensitive in the spirit. How do we sharpen our sensitivity in the spirit? One of the major ways is by fasting. And as a church, we're starting a fast tomorrow. Those of you in any church platform, we've already announced this before. If you are not in any church platform, you can't be attending a church and not be connected in any way because the information we pass during the week that you won't hear. Or you don't come for midweek services. We've already announced this. We're starting a fast on Monday. Fasting helps you sharpen your spirit. See Acts chapter 13 from verse 1. 
Fasting helps you sharpen your spirit. I'll show you that and we'll, we'll round up now. Acts 13 from verse 1. DJ, where is it? He said, I said verse 1 though. It says, now they were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets, teachers, as Barnabas and Simon. There were quite some people in the church out there saying, verse 2 now. Verse 2. He said, as they did what? I can't hear you. Everybody's on the screen. As they did what? And what? And fasted. What happened next? The Holy Ghost said, do what? Separate unto me. This was the next level for them. For Paul and Barnabas, this was the next level for their lives. Going on this mission trip. So as they ministered to God and fasted, they said the Holy Ghost said, whenever you fast, it has a way of sharpening your sensitivity to what God already has going on. And God already has a plan, always has a plan for you. It's whether you will know it or not. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Glory to God. As they ministered and fasted. So fasting sharpens your sensitivity to hear God. Wouldn't you like to know what to do next for your business? Wouldn't you like to know who to marry? <laughs> I, I, I'm doing an um, LDM this, uh, uh, this month on prophets and prophecies in marriage. There are too many people that are too lazy to hear God for themselves. They want to hire somebody else to hear God for them. It's the long way. It's the long route. That's not God's pattern. Somebody I cancelled because they told her God say I should marry you. She met and married somebody in 17 days. 17 days. Met and married. Not that they knew before. They met and married in 17 days. Divorced in under 17 days. Separated in under 17 days or thereabout. Mm. Wouldn't you like to know where your husband or wife is? Wouldn't you like to know what business to invest in? Wouldn't you like to know where to live? Wouldn't you like to know what school your children should go to? Wouldn't you like to know all these many decisions you need to make? God is willing to guide you, but you have to sharpen your sensitivity. There's no lazy way around it. And fasting helps you do it. Let me give you seven things about fasting, then we'll close. Number one, and let me explain why we need to fast. Double come. Let me just do it. it. Come quickly now. Why are you walking slow? Now you carry weight for me last time. I want somebody that is not so tall and not so big. If you know you are a bit... Where's Dutchie? Dutchie, stand. Let me see if you are still small. Where's Dutchie? He's not in church. Where's Dutchie? He's not in church. Wow. How will Dutchie not be in church? Who else is tiny and not too tall? You are slim, smallish. Eh? Somebody volunteer now. Don't let me call you now. I want somebody tiny, smallish. This one is not small. This one is small. This one is not small now. Slim, small. Even if you are quickly old, don't waste my whole day now. Even if you are not a worker in church, just somebody, you know. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. What's your name? Justina. Thank you for your patriotism. I wish you were taller. I want somebody in between these two. If you know you are in between these two people. But you are not tall, as tall. You can see that boy is tall. So you, must, you can't be taller than this guy. You are in between. Let me see. Come, let me see. You look tall, small, sharp, but come. I'll use you. So guys, see what happens. You know that every human being has three parts. You already know this if you're a regular member of this church or you have done our believers class and things like that. So there are three members, there are three parts to every human being. The same way God is spirit, um, same way God has three parts, us as human beings also have three parts. Now, three of them are usually born at the same level, but as life goes on, we feed the three differently. So eventually, they all become different heights. Now, whoever is running the family at a time determines where the whole house will go. Whoever is strongest. So let's assume, for example, sake, you guys come to the middle of it. Let's assume, for example, sake, this guy is your flesh. You know, with your spirit, you relate with God, which is your spirit too. With your mind, you relate with information. With your body, you relate with the physical earth, okay? So, this one is your flesh, your body. This one likes, it came from this earth, it likes everything about this earth. It likes this life too much. This one likes food. Food. It will eat and eat and eat. Even when it's full, it will see something that somebody is eating. And say, I like it, and it will eat it. That's the one I always saying, telling you those kind of things. This one likes alcohol. It likes to shock. This one likes illicit sex, sex outside marriage. 
This one likes Hennessy. This one likes worldly music. This is the one that likes to go naked. Why is he going naked? He likes attention. He wants everybody to be saying, woo, woo, woo. He likes to enter somewhere and everybody notice me. Notice me. Now be this. This one checks how many people like his posts. Because it lives on those like. If they don't like his post, he will reduce this at top. So that more people will see it. That's this one. It's your flesh. This one is your soul, which involves your mind. This one is very useless. You know why I'm saying so now. He has no loyalty to anybody. Whoever is winning is the one he supports. This one is your spirit. He's godly. He knows God. He has God. Very godly. Great person. But you see how tiny she is. In these three, and this guy is a muscle builder. So in these three, when there's a decision, where will we go? Who do you think will win in these three? At the way they look. This guy, that boy will win. When they want to shout, who will shout more? This guy, he's bigger, stronger, he'll bully everybody. Say, we are going to party. I, don't, I want to go to nine Fiji. Shut up, we're going to club. <laughs> you carry them. So our suggestion won't go far. This one, like I said, useless. Is Otinku. You know Otinku? You know Hype Man? Nine be this one. So when that boy is strong like this and bullies everybody, Hype Man, go and stand behind him. Hype Man will say, yes. That boy, is, that boy is even goes to church, but he will say, I want to drink. That guy behind you say, Oh God, drink. Jesus turned water to wine. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. What he does, whenever you make a decision, he looks for the logical reason. He gives, he feeds you with the logical reason why that thing you are doing is okay. You say yes. Jesus, at least, Jesus turned water to wine. How can you say drinking is not bad? How can you say drinking is bad? He's gonna come up with nonsense sayings like, but you know, before I would. Everybody, they do one. No, only you. He, he'll be supporting. Whatever this nonsense say, he'll be supporting. So when you fast, when you fast, what you're doing is that you're starving this one. This one knows God, hears God clearly. This one can hear God clearly, just that nobody is listening to him. Nobody listens to him. He has the ideas of what that will change your life. But nobody cares. Because this one, the bully him. This one, they support the bully. So, they want to fast. That boy will say, ah, we no chop today. What did that happen now? What's up, y'all? No food today. Day two of fast. So, ah, now wow. We not invest for this house. No food. Day three. He said, why are they sweat now? Ah, we no go chop. Ah, therefore, in voice on the reduce, I beg, find something for your boys. Day five, he <laughs> can't talk well. Day six, you know, people stand up. That's what you do with the fast. You weaken this one. And while you are weakening this one, you are feeding this one. I'll explain as we go on. So, you are reading the Bible more. You are Pray more. Because all your life, what you have been doing all your life, is that you feed this one three times in a day before. Three times in a day. Morning, porridge. Afternoon, stir fried rice. Night, uh, eba. Every day. So that's why I see muscle. This one spiritually, upon you, outside of this today's service, you won't open your Bible again until next Sunday. That's why she's thin and small like this, eating once a week. No way it goes strong. She says, they manage herself. Ah. That's it. Once a, once, a, once a week, on, and just one meal, a Sunday service. That's the time you open your Bible the whole week. So it's thin. So as you starve this one for one week, feed that one for one week, this one becomes stronger. This one becomes weak. You can't talk again. And guess what to think people will now do? Straight. Go say, ah, you see that worship? That worship sweet. Hey, prayer is good to pray. It's good to pray. You know, get the mind of you. That's why the Bible says to be carnally minded is death. Did you bring that scripture? And he said to be spiritually minded. He's the mind, so he follows anyone. He said when he follows the mind, I mean when he follows the flesh, they say it will lead you to death. Did you bring it up? That's carnal means flesh. He said for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded 
We give you what? Life and peace. Give you peace all around. In the midst of the madness, you have peace. So what you do with your mind is to train it with time. When you train it with time to be more interested in spiritual things, then it will become disciplined. But if you don't train it to fool anybody. That's why you see the, you see the amount of people posting prostitutes and strippers posting now on Instagram publicly. When we're young, can, can somebody even come publicly say I'm a stripper? But today I use a tune of pride. And they justify it because that's what your mind does. When you do something stupid, your mind will start searching for reasons. Say, now your hustle now. Don't knock anybody's hustle. Don't do it. My brother. That's why there was a time in Nigeria we were debating whether 419 is okay. It was a debate. Next one I'll go debate whether ritual killing is okay. Because the mind will go and look for reasons why it's okay to do it. See, that's why if you follow your flesh and your mind, you will go to hell. Because the, the way to heaven is clear, already spelled out. How you feel doesn't matter. If you don't follow the right channel, you're hell. Don't follow the people of this world. Tell you it doesn't matter. Everybody, you know, now God do You see people that are arm robbers or prostitutes, they say, now God bless me. How can God bless you? It's not God. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, guys. But you see, your mind will give you justifiable if you follow him. So, that's what a fast is. We put this one down, we feed this one. This one knows God, can hear God. This one has faith that can move mountains. But you see, if you never feed it, you will never see his power. I get what I'm saying. Thank you, guys. Let's put our hands together for them. Seven things about a fast so that I can close. I'll run through them as fast as I can. Seven things. Number one, fasting is for you and not for God. What did I say? Fasting is for me and not for God. Nigerian Christians think when they are fasting, they are cajoling God. That if I fast, God will pity me and bless me. When you fast, you are not fasting for God. There is no part of your fast that has anything to do with God. Your fasting has to do with you. Your fasting just sharpens you to receive from God. God has already given what he will give. It's you that needs to sharpen yourself to receive it. Fasting is for you and not for God. You are not impressing God. They won't give you a medal for completing 21 days fast three times. They won't give you a medal. They won't give you a certification of, of completion. Is somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? It's for you, not for God. We don't fast to make God bless us. You know, Nigerians are used to bribery and, and, and corruption. So we think if I, if I bribe God, so you somebody that's a total um, sinner. That doesn't know God, doesn't send God, but it's time to fast for something. He thinks that fasting will just make God blind to all the life he's living. And answer him. God is not a robot. He has already blessed you. It's for you to, 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 to sharpen your spirits. Hallelujah. It's for you and not for God. Very important. You don't bribe God. Your children don't fast for you to bless them. Am I correct? Your children don't what? Fast for you to bless. You already love them as a father. Glory to God. Very important. So your fasting is for you and not for God. You are not manipulating God or I'm twisting God. That if I fast, you know Nigerians say if I fast, then 12 midnight, I naked myself and pray. God, you are mixing both traditional worship and, and Christianity and Islam. And you are mixing all. No, no, the one will go work. That's not Christianity. We are fasting to sharpen our own spirit. Number two, fasting is mandatory, not optional. If you're a real Christian that is going to grow, fasting is by force. It's mandatory. It's not optional. If Jesus, the son of God, his father is God. Do you understand? Jesus' father is God, direct. We were all adopted. He named the original, authentic son of God, direct. If he could come here and fast... Now you weigh your papa na nepa. Your partner retired nepa staff. Now you know go fast. There are some careers that if your parents are, you, you have to pray. If your partner nepa, police, custom, they swear for those people regularly. So, <laughs> you better fast. My dad was a nepa guy. So you better fast down. <laughs> if Jesus, authentic son of God, his papa is God, and he came here and started with fasting, then you, you want to say you want to be a Christian without fasting? It's not possible. Jesus said when you fast. He didn't say if you fast. He said when, meaning you must do it. Matthew chapter 6. He said when you fast, 
is mandatory for a Christian. That's what makes you a disciple. Disciple means a disciplined follower of someone. If Jesus did it, you too need to do it. Number three, fasting is a total experience. It's not just keeping away from food. It's not a physical experience. It's a total experience. Fasting is just, it's not, it's not about not eating. It's just not about not eating. I didn't eat from six to six. That doesn't make it a fast. That's starving. Are you getting what I'm saying? It becomes a fast with what you do with your time and with your spirit. That's what makes it a fast. It's not the keeping away from food. Keeping away from food can be, can be, can be starving. Can be diet. They are dieting. It becomes a fast with what you do with your spirit. So fasting is staying away from physical pleasures to invest in spiritual nourishment. Staying away from physical pleasures for the purpose of investing in spiritual what? Nourishment. So if you are not investing in spiritual nourishment, it's not a fast. It's a total package. So you are keeping away from food, but you are also feeding your spirits. You are starving your body to feed your spirit. So you must be reading the Bible throughout the day. Church might have a, a, a reading plan. If church doesn't have a reading plan, do your own reading plan. If you're a single lady, read about Esther. Read about Ruth. That's a study plan. You study it. You write down things you learn from it. The Holy Ghost is showing you things. You know, if you're a businessman, you read about Abraham. Read about other great businessmen in scripture. If you're a leader in government, you read about David, Solomon, kings. You know, you can study. You, you go on a spiritual journey. It's not about staying away from food and you're playing. That's not a fast. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So it's a fast because you're staying away from physical pleasures to invest in spiritual what? Nourishment. So you are reading your Bible through the day. You're also studying, I mean, you're also praying through the day. Very important. Spiritual nourishment. You are also censoring what you enters you. So, you can say, oh, I'm going to reduce the time I spend on social media. Or I'm not even going to go to social media for the whole one week. Or I'm not going to watch TV for the whole one week. You are also cleaning your soul. Because you can't be fasting and you are watching TV all day. You not enter where they are showing homosexuals, they are showing, uh, 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 um, um, you go on Instagram, they are doing challenge of shaking bomb, 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 bomb. That's the first thing you see in the morning. Your soul is being corrupted. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying, guys. So, a fast is you are cleaning everything out. So, you are also cleaning your intake, information intake. If you are a gossip in your neighborhood, or you are a gossip in church, this is not a week to practice it. You are cleaning your mouth. Clean everything you are doing. You can't be indulging in such things. Talking evil about people and say you are fasting. It's a total experience. You can't be meditating on food. And say you are fasting. You just keep your food. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. watching your food. Meditating on it. Thinking on it. You are microwaving the food two hours for the time. You don't microwave the food. That's not a fast. You are wasting your energy. Are you here somebody? You are looking at time. Every day, checking time. You never reach. You never reach. You never reach. I know when you're fasting and checking time is the worst thing. The time keeps going backward. You check it now. It's 3.20. You check it again. It's 3.10. Say, ah! This time, when they do because he's moving back, he knows what you're doing. To be moving slowly. Total experience. It's better you have energy to pray than that you are starving and you can't move. If you get so hungry and tired and you can't pray, you can take a soft drink to have energy to pray. Because people, they are fasting, they can't move. Huh? Huh? Have you prayed today? No. Huh? I'm just waiting for six o'clock. Then you have wasted the fast. Nobody's marking attendance for you. They're not giving you a medal. It's better you have energy to pray in that time. If you need a quick snack to pray, do so. It's not a punishment. It's an exercise. It's like somebody going to the gym. And you want federal government to give you a medal for you going to the gym. It doesn't concern us. It just makes you healthy. You can live longer. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And you are not in the gym. You are not tired. You are sweating. You can't even survive. Drink water. Drink water before you die for nothing. <laughs> Nobody is. Not, that's, you, know, you don't miss the purpose of the fast. Of course, as you grow, you should, you should be more disciplined. I'm, so don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, don't miss the focus. The focus is not that I'm making attendance. That, ah, I didn't eat anything. Nothing entered my mouth. Cease to cease. Nothing. But did you pray? Did anything enter your spirit? That's what we are asking. Another thing you must clean out as you're going on a fast is offense. If you have any grudges, you must forgive anybody. 
Don't go into a fast with grudges. You have a list of 2020 offenders. People that offended you in 2020. You have their list. And you're about to start a fast. You must forgive everybody. Even your ex. Say, Pastor, I don't know what he did to me. I know. But you can't go. You see, apart from your ex, there is a next. And you won't get your next if you're focused on your ex. Forgive him. Bible says, pray for those who despitefully use you. Say, the guy used me. Say, I know. Say, pray for those who use you. So, now that you go to prayer in fasting, I say, oh God, punish that boy. Punish John. What do you use my eye to see? Punish him. That's your prayer during the fast. You must clean everything. Forgiveness. If it's your husband or wife that has offended you, forgive them. You can't go into a fast with all those kind of things. Set the atmosphere. You can't be listening to nonsense music during the fast. All the music that are singing rubbish. You have to listen to doing a fast. No! You listen to worship. You set an atmosphere. Number four. Number four, what, is the, what do you want to achieve in the fast? What do you want to achieve in the fast? For every fast you do, there must be a purpose. You must say, okay, Lord, these seven days, this is what I want to gain out of it. This helps you maximize the fast. You and God has a, have an agreement. Lord, you know, I'm bothered about my marriage. This is what I want to gain out of this fast. This is what I want you to speak to me about this thing. Oh, Lord, I'm bothered about my business. This is what I want to gain. You see, when, you, when you're ready like that, you prepare yourself for an encounter with God. There must be something to gain. It can even be spiritual growth. For us as a church, part of what we are doing is that we want to seek God for our 2021 and we also want to decree and declare that this church will not lose anyone to COVID. Nobody will die here to COVID. We want to settle that. We're going to end on Sunday with the communion service. Because we want to decree nobody dies. Nobody will be lost. Hallelujah. So there must be a purpose why I'm going on the fast. This is what you want to seek. Then you as an individual, you can add your own personal projects too to it. The church has its own, but you need to have your own too. Add it there. This is what I'm seeking in these days. I remember 1996. I went on a fast like that. It was a two-week fast. The purpose was just to know God better. I just wanted to spend more time with God. That is, that's a good reason to fast. Just to grow spiritually, to, to know more about the things of God. I was doing two-week fast. I would do dry fasting on Monday. Eat a little, just a little light on Tuesday. Go on a dry fast again on Wednesday so that I would have energy to pray. I didn't want to do 21 days dry fasting and I'd be like, eh, eh, no. The prayer and studying the Bible is more important to God than the not eating. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, in the course of the other two weeks, that's when God spoke to me about DCC, about starting this ministry. So, I was just telling myself, imagine if I never took out time just to know God fellowship. I probably would not have been here today. I wouldn't have heard God. There are many things about your life that are God. Like I told you, God is patient. There are many things about your life that are ongoing. If you never seek him, you never sit down to hear, mm-hmm, he waits. He will wait that somebody will come again. This one don't use less himself. He's not in, a, he's in eternity. There's no rush for him. 100 years is like one, 1,000 years is like one day. You wait. So you're the one that will seek God. I say, Lord, is that something that should be in my life right now? Is that something about my life I don't know? God will tell you, oh, do this. You should have studied this by now. You are anointed for this thing. You never, you never just do anything with them. You have these gifts now. You don't use them at all. There are many things about you you don't know. He says, it's, 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 it's the prerogative of God. I don't know how the scripture goes again. To, to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. So it's God. God, God has things, but you are the one that will search it out. Did you find that scripture for me? I've forgotten how it's quoted. I guess what I'm saying. So, what's the purpose of the fast? You must have purpose of the fast. For me, it changed my life. On that time again, some years into the ministry, I was confused about certain assignments in the ministry. So, I wanted to go on a fast, a three-day fast. So, I announced in my house, saying, I was not married then, I was still single, but I said, people, don't give me food and don't disturb me. I'm trying to fast for three days and all that. So, look at this one. I said, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to do what? So, your honor is tied to what you can search out. Okay? So, Three days fast, I wanted to ask about some things concerning my ministry that I wasn't sure of at the time. First day of the fast, the morning of the first day, I opened my Bible to the book of Isaiah. There's a chapter there. I mean, God just answered all my questions to the last detail. The only thing left was for them to put my name in that book. Everything was answered from the book of that particular chapter in Isaiah. And that was all I was fasting for. I closed my Bible, went outside, I told them to give me my food. They were shocked. They were like, ah, what happened? I said, I've gotten the answer. Because God is not giving you medal for fasting. If there's a purpose to it, once the purpose is achieved, you are fine. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Now, that one was a personal fast. If it's a church fast, you continue because it's a public, it's a group fast. If it's your personal fast, you want to fast about a certain sickness. And the first day, God tells you, oh, you are healed. And you feel your body is gone. So why, why are you continuing? What are you doing? Who are you trying to impress? It's over. Point number what? Five. Don't make a show of the fast. Don't make a show of fasting. When you're fasting, don't, don't make a show. Some people, eh? When they're fasting, the way they even walk, 
So when they do you say? 21 days. 21 days. No use. We're in day 16 now. Day 16. Hmm. Waiting. Don't make a show of it. You see, when you do that, you get your look at it. But thou, when thou fastest, moreover, when thou fastest, be not as hypocrites of a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces. They appear to, so that they can appear to men to fast. Verily, I say unto you, they already have their reward. Next verse. It says, But when thou fastest, anoint thy head and do what? Wash thy face. When you are fasting, your breath will usually be bad because you are not eating. So brush. Don't kill people. Because you are fasting. All of us are not with you now. Don't kill us. Your breath is bad, it's bad that time. So um, if you can chew mint, um, take over some of the breath freshener, freshen your breath. And now there's a poor wearing mask. Don't commit suicide. Because your mouth and your nose are in the same compound now. You can kill yourself by yourself. Send a COVID kill him. No, now, mouth order. The nose couldn't take it anymore. Are you here, somebody? So freshen your bread, wash your face. Bro, don't, don't, don't look haggard. What are you doing? Say, my brother. Now God will hand with you. Mm. Say, freshen up. Don't let people even know. Don't go somewhere and say, you know, go eat. You say, yeah, they fast. No, just tell them, no, I'm not hungry. You don't have to tell them that, oh, they fast. We don't even do. This is not desis. Desis. Relax. Hallelujah. And please don't break your fast in a way that you break your destiny. Some people, when they want to break their fast, they cancel everything they've gained in the morning. See, fasting is like you're building momentum. You can't break it in the evening. You have built momentum 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You're already on a high spiritually. Then it's time to break. Say, first give me, first, porridge and vegetable. Make a start then. I go drink, Gary. Before I sleep, I'll come eat rice. So that it will last me for money. Mm-mm, you have missed the point. You have missed the whole point. Everything you've gained, you've lost it. It's like somebody that wants to lose weight. And you, you eat vegetable in the morning and salad. Then the night, you, you go and eat 30 rounds of fufu. You have wasted the whole thing you are gaining. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So you, you don't break like that. Just eat something light to give you energy to pray and to sustain till the next day. Don't eat as if you are trying to you are angry. And you are trying to revenge. You, you, are, you are losing everything you just gained. Somebody get what I'm saying. So if you're going to break, it must be light. It must be very light. Buy some of those things if you need to. Um, number six. There are different kinds of fast. There's fruit fast. There's half day fast. There's six to three, six to twelve, six to six. You know, whatever you think can work for you is okay to start from there. Now, if you are, if you are doing a group fast, it's six to six we are doing. I'm talking about if it's a personal fast, you can do six to twelve. You can do six to three. It's your personal fast. Nobody's chasing you. But if it's a group fast, church fast, it's important you follow the guidelines of the fast. So six to six. Now, in the course of the six to six, if something mistakenly enters your mouth... Because that's normal, it happens. You, you will have even forgotten. And it's bad that you're forgetting that you're fasting. It means you're not focusing on the right things. But if you, for any reason, you forget, and you just put one biscuit in your mouth, or you just bite one slice of bones, don't say, ah, I don't spoil the fast. Just give me malt. Give me two malts there. Make I, mm. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, 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 no. So I don't already mistake. Make I just cook, wash them down. Eh, eh. Eh, 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 eh. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's not how it works. That one you have eaten, forget that one. Continue from there. Don't now say, ah, I've already messed up. Make I just boil yam for me. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that, That's the devil trying to trick you out of your destiny. Don't do that. If you mistakenly eat something, continue from where you are till the next point. Don't stop. All right? God understands. It's not a punishment. All right? So continue, don't just go and fill your stomach out of vengeance. So different kinds of fast, full day dry fast that you don't eat anything or drink anything throughout the day, different fast. Then lastly, prepare for the fast. So prepare spiritually and prepare physically. So prepare. If you need to get a place and a time to pray, let your people around you know that they shouldn't disturb you at this time. They shouldn't bring food around you at this time. Uh, buy things that will help you snack during the fast. So things like carrot or other food that are healthy and also give you the motion of chewing without loading you. Because sometimes all your brain and body needs is a similitude of eating. For you to relax. The disturbance is disturbing. It's because it's forming hunger. If you eat something like carrots, try you chew halfway, self. Even him. Go say, don't do. Let's continue our prayer. So, buy things you, that can help you. You can snack on at night or, whatever, or in the evening, rather, when you are breaking. So that you, you have energy, but not weight. In terms of uh, being tired. Hallelujah. Were you blessed this morning?
Let's give the Lord a big hand. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for everyone that is sound of my voice. Lord, as we proceed on the fast this week, I pray that everything we have said before you as a desire will come to pass in the name of Jesus. We will hear you clearly in these seven days. We will know exactly what you will have us to do concerning our businesses, concerning our marriages, concerning our 2021. Father, we thank you because no one in this church shall be lost to COVID. We decree, oh God, for favor in 2021. This will be our best year so far. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessing. And we receive strength for the fast. We receive grace for the fast. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.